Welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the Universe, with your hosts, Matthew Dooch and Sean Scavana. News, reviews, remasterings, and more are just ahead on Legends of Greyskull. Everybody and welcome to episode 77 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and the mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Master of the Universe, Princess of Power. Who are we kidding? Today it's all Masters of the Universe Revelations. That's right, guys. Part two of the Netflix acclaimed series is now streaming. Um, right now. We're, we're, we're right now. This is... We're going right to this. This is... 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, on November 23rd, 2021. We, uh, I've gotten the kids off to school. Sean's got his kids uh, probably in a closet somewhere. And we are ready to dive in to the long-anticipated part two. Now, obviously, it started streaming at midnight Pacific. Um, I'm mm-hmm. sure other people have already finished it and or watched some of it. Um, Sean, did you sneak anything in this morning? I was up till one thirty working, and I passed out. So I was tempted, but getting the kids off to school with only like two hours of sleep, not a good option anymore at 43 years old. So so now I, I did uh, I did get a message, though. Uh, our our uh, guest host last, on our last episode, Jesse, he stayed, he, he stayed the course last night, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning was watching it. And oh, man, his, I, yeah, I saw that his spoiler free <laughs> review was it's awesome, but I'm going to have a really hard day today trying to stay awake. <laughs> this is his long day too. That's, that's even, yeah, and that's, that's on him. I did that not, is, I, I, I guess he figured if he's going to be away all day long, there's yeah. a chance somebody's going to say something to spoil oh, it. So he did it for himself. Especially so. if he's going to comic shop tonight, you know? <laughs> yep, so yep, I'd imagine. I also got a message um, from a longtime viewer. Um, he did ask to rename, rename bleh, remain anonymous, <laughs> but uh, he did, he did say, you know, you know, he messaged, he's like, Hey, I'm your I'm your number one fan. Uh, I never miss an episode. Your show is the greatest Masters of the Universe podcast out there um, ever. So that was real nice. Um, we'll go we'll go ahead and call him um, we'll call him Stephen B. No, that's too obvious. Um, S. Bushani. I mean, um, we'll call him Po Two Number. No, that's. Uh, we'll just call him Steve. Alright? Yeah, just Steve. Completely made up name. Um, I, I've never met a Steve in my life. Yeah, never. I don't know. Never, uh, but never. he does say his spoiler free review was two episodes in, no complaints. So, that is. <laughs> the ringing <praise>. endorsement. <laughs> it's like when From the, when the uh, waiter, when waiter or waitress comes back, how's your food? It's alright. <laughs> From him, that is that is a ringing yes, absolutely. <laughs> so thank you to our number one fan, Steve B. Anonymous from Michigan. We appreciate. Yes. It. <clears throat> um, I, I, 
Actually, so yesterday, I watched, after work, after school, I watched the first four episodes uh, from part one. Then this morning, I watched episode five, The Forest, or The Forge at the Forest of Forever. So I have all that. Like I said, I wanted, I wanted to watch it as close as possible. Um, and so I've got all of the first five fresh in my mind. And I did, the only thing I've watched is because, you know, episode five ended, and now that part two's out, you know, Netflix rolls right into, you know, episode six. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, and it started off with the, the Red Bricks Mattel present, you know, the intro again, which yeah. we have, which we haven't actually seen since, you know, episode one of part one. Episode one, yeah. So I did watch the intro, like I did, uh, when part one came out, I couldn't watch part one, but I did turn it on and I watched the intro. And this one, I let the intro play mainly because I wanted to see if they tweaked anything going uh, into part two here. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so I did watch the intro, um, but that is all I have seen. I'm paused. I'm been ready and, uh, we're ready to dig into <laughs> it. Um, one last, one last thing before. And it's just something that occurred to me as I was watching uh, the beginning or the end of episode four, uh, Land of the Dead. I mean, we know Orko's coming back. That's not a spoiler. Although, guys, obviously we're reviewing part two. There's going to be spoilers throughout this entire thing. So turn it off if you haven't watched it yet. Um, Yeah. But at the end of episode four, you know, it ends with Orko's apparent death. You know, they're blasted back through the portal, and Orko's scarf comes flying through the portal after them. You know, mm-hmm. the tattered, burnt-up scarf. We know Orko's coming back. We heard his voice in the trailer. Do you think they're going to show his face? Was that kind of symbolic with that, with his scarf coming through? And he kind of reached this point of where, like, he's coming mm-hmm. to his own now. Yeah. You think he's going to show back up and like, no, like, like his coming out, like, this is me. I'm all power. I'm Orko the Great now. Like, I really yeah. think that's where they're going with Orko's storyline. I think he's going to come mm-hmm. back like the all-powerful Orko the Great that we've always wanted. And that's kind of why they set up that alternate origin for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, I think Sean's getting a call. <laughs> I got a call, but I got rid of it. Okay. Uh, it would not surprise me. Yeah. I don't know why. It just just hit me with that whole thing about, like, why'd they pick the scarf as the, you know, as the coming through part? And then I I can see that Mm -hmm. as a big... It just occurred to me that could possibly be the symbolism of that. Yeah. I I didn't didn't think of that until now, but then, I don't know. Here's the thing. I haven't been on social media a lot this morning, but the little... The little quick, like one to two yeah. minutes that I popped on, I can honestly say I I haven't seen anybody have a reaction that isn't every that isn't them going this is awesome yeah. and and like the haters are going to be eating their words kind of a thing. So that's one of those reveals. If they went there, I think I might have already seen something from somebody I haven't yet. So. But I agree with you. Like when I saw that in the trailer, it made me go, "Well, I wonder what, why did they just do that? You know, right. why did you just see the scarf? The possibility is there. The, the other possibility is 
it, that's something that defines him that at least it's like oh he's still out there you know but right. maybe there's like a different like all like Gandalf everybody's assuming the yes. people that haven't thought him dead they're assuming he's going to come back in a new outfit maybe or something yeah. so maybe it'll Powered show up. he yep. sheds that one but then he's still scarfed with something else yeah. or maybe he's got a helmet now or something like I'm thinking yes. I, I'm, I'm automatically going to the unnamed one when I think of that <laughs> just how that yeah. whole look was but uh but this is Orko. He's a lot more fresh. Or than even, that. or they could even channel some some two thousand X, some like Young Productions, and fulfill the Oracle uh, yeah. prophecy where he's got more of the hood in everything. Yeah, you know? that could be mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, it, I mean, obviously it occurred to me, and I think there's a good chance they use this as kind of the chance to show or you know reveal Orko's face. I really mm-hmm. hope they don't though. Like, that's one of those Same things here. I really think Filmation, because Filmation, back in Dawn of Dragoon, you know, when he shows his face to Driel, we're originally going to show his face. And they, after, you know, the episode was in production, they changed course. They said, no, this is one of the things that we need to keep a mystery. And I really think that they, as much as the part of you, you know, wants, like, as a kid wants to be like, what's Orko look like? They're, you know, I'm glad they never did. And I think yeah. they made the right call there. So I'm hoping they don't, but I, I could see them doing it. it. It's a possibility, but I, I agree completely. He's one of those characters where it makes more sense to let your mind imagine it because whatever your mind comes up with is your headcanon for him. Leave it at that. Right. Uh, the other thing, too, excuse me, the other thing, too, is, you know, I, I honestly would be worried that there would be people going, well, that should have been Filmation showing us this instead of having it on here because this is one of those people are having a hard enough time embracing this lore. Filmation started that ball rolling. I, I, I do have that feeling, too, where I'm like, Filmation could have done that. They didn't. Let's honor the fact that it's always been a mystery and let's right. leave it at that, you know, but... But yeah, I mean, the potential is there now that you brought it up. Now I'm going to be watching <laughs> to see how that part plays out in particular. So, right. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, leading up the last five days, I started off, Sean, you jumped in. Um, we did the, the Master Universe Revelation countdown where we threw characters out there to, like, who we hope to see that had not been seen yet. Um, yeah. So my five were Cyclone. Granamir, Luki, Too Bad, and Lubick. And I think there's a good chance for a number of them. Um, and a couple of them at least are, are pretty much off the table. Remind me again, who were your five? Oh, man. Uh, I remember. All right. The last one was Mechanek. Um, I had a Battleground Teal as one option. I had. Ugh, who else did I put? I know I did all five. Yeah, I can look back in the group, too. Um, I thought you might remember. Off it just occurred to me. Yeah, I, I, want to, I want to track them to see if any of uh, see who gets the see most. If we, of any see of us. if we're right. Yeah, um, Jitsu. Didn't you have Jitsu? Jitsu. Jitsu was one because I was hoping I'd see maybe Fisto and him squaring off in a background fight at least. Uh, oh, Vikor was one just because he was in the first one. Oh, I kind of hope they'll bring those guys. Wondar, sorry. Vikor was going to be on my list, but since I did Wondar, I'm like, well, maybe if that'll be a package deal, maybe the three of them will be back then. Um, and then I can't remember the other one. 
I think the one I just did like uh, silly, and I don't remember which one it was now. Yeah, let's see if I can find it. Because I know on the episode we recorded, it was it, I said Shakoti, which I knew was never going to happen, but right. I just threw it in there. Um, oh, Manny Faces. Manny Face. How the heck did I forget my my top yeah. three guys? Yeah, Manny. If he doesn't at least show up and neck yeah. and neck, I'm going to be sitting here calling foul because. It's nice that Ram Man is in the preview. It's nice yep. Stratos buzz up. But, I mean, come on. Some of these guys are the meat and potatoes of the heroes, you know? Right. Like, come on. <laughs> I think we both, so we both, I think, have a couple that are kind of shoe. I think Manny Faces and Mechanic for you are pretty much shoe ins. I think yeah. Too Bad and Cyclone are my, like, if anybody out of my five is going to do it, it's them. Um, and then I think our other th- Jitsu is weird because he's. He's to me he's core, but he also doesn't get a lot of love. Like he no. he's left out a lot. So I think I think you have the the greater chance of of getting three. Um but Jin yeah. is gonna be your oddball, but I think the other three for me are all oddballs. <laughs> Although Lubick, I'm like I said on the post, they, they put Pig Boy in there. So I mean if yeah. you just have yeah. A bald Eternian in robes. Someone takes a shot at him, and he says, "No one takes pot shots like that." Exactly. Like that's, I'm counting that. Even if they don't name him, I'm counting that. Which they, would be they awesome. get enough. They get enough <laughs> villagers showing up in this right. one uh, for for whatever battle they're going to have. Is the I, it looks like that's like the climactic part of the entire five parts here. It's like if they don't at least have a bald villager. Yeah. And maybe he's he's like running around with like a rifle of some sort, yes, you know, like even if it's an attorney in one. Because that was the main thing. Like I kind of want to see the shotgun back, but also yeah. at the same time, if they don't give him that, at least give him something like the guards might have, as yeah. like because they, they had him in the first uh, sure. in the first one where they had like the rifles. It's like have him have one. Like he picks one up and just starts going for it right. or something. And why not? You know. God, so. I'm, so, I'm so excited. Um, anything else you want to throw out there? Any any premonitions? Any guesses? Anything you'd really love to see from this? I I'm gonna throw out there what I don't think I'm gonna see because at this point I I I don't think it will happen the way I was expecting it to when we finished the first part. I don't think we're gonna see uh, King Grayskull again. I don't yeah. think we're going to see Vicor, and I don't think we're going to see Wondar again. Yeah, and there's a part other. of me that I, I'm a little sad about that because I really, really thought that would have been a cool thing to introduce them, bring them in to have his cavalry somehow. I didn't; it didn't need to be end game, but it would have been kind of cool that maybe the sorceress brings them here to help or something, yeah. you know? And it's like, you know, Eternia's Darkest Hour, all the civilians I, are coming in, you know, bring back these heroes, too, or something. But, but even, yeah, even it is what it is. Even rewatching, you know, King Grayskull was the guy, he's like, you know, we're dead, boy. It wouldn't be natural. Like, he was already affronted enough yeah. by Adam, even thinking about going back. I think at best, if we do see them, it will be a... Uh, like after after the victory, like the the gods sh- smiling down, like hey, look, probably you know yeah. what I mean, like something like that, yeah. like you know, good job, Adam, or they call him He Man instead of Flea Man, like yeah, bro, you earned it, you know, yeah, that, yeah, and that's probably about it. And as I'd be I'd be cool with that too, and I'm you know I'm good with not seeing them again either. Like I, they it was they was it was fun. 
but I, I if if it's like them or I get I get a snout spout battling you know Drago man like give me that you know what I mean like <laughs> I'd be fine with that too honestly yeah I, I I don't know the more I think about it the more I'm like that was definitely more of a fan fiction thing that I would have loved to see but yeah. the way this is going in the trailer. The trailer is so action-packed that I'm sitting here going, I just want that for five episodes. I really, we've been owed this after the first five episodes. We need to see a knockdown drag out through this whole five-parter. So, um, yeah, that's my only thing is I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to just let that go. (laughs) How about you, anything? Uh, no, Other I, than I, the Orko part. I think I've hit about about everything I can think of. But the only other thing is, I really want. I mean, obviously, again, I'll reiterate. I know I'm being I'm being grumpy, whatever. But I really hope that there is a lot more than the trailer because that trailer, again, I feel like tells a full story in that trailer, and that's again the only worry I have going into this is like we've seen. The arc, now we're just filling in, like, the blanks, the padding. You know what I mean? So I, I just, I really hope there's some events in there that's like, oh, shit, you know, and and, uh, and take me by surprise. I'm, I'm very much, if that's what we get and we're filling in the blanks, though. Yeah. That's a hell of a way to end it, at least. Oh, uh, I mean, that, that trail, and, and we notice, notice they listen to me. They must be listening to, I said, <laughs> I don't need another trailer. They didn't give us another they trailer. Didn't we, do that was the one we got. Boom. Anything. That was There's it. a bunch of reviews coming up. You know, I went onto Google and the homepage is like this review and then, yeah. you know, the suggested for you. Like, they're yeah. all the, the embargoes lifted. But other mm-hmm. than that, Netflix themselves, they're just like, here you go, guys. They, yeah. We gave you a trailer. You know, it's coming this day. Here it is. <laughs> we gave you a trailer. We, there, put, a, we put the it, masking tape over Kevin Smith's mouth. Have fun, guys. I, I think it's very much just, hey, he, here it is. You guys decide for yourselves, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, about the only other thing I'm really hoping is that, obviously, Tila is going to ascend to be a sorceress, if not the sorceress. Like, she's, we, we know from the trailer she's got to tap into her potential to, to help save the day, you know? Yeah, he may yep. needs his sorceress, and obviously Tila mm-hmm. is not going to be available. Um, number one, I do hope they don't kill Tila Um especially in light of I did finally finish the Revelation prequel comic, and I like how they made it a bit more clear that Duncan is retiring, and Tila was supposed to take over for him. You know, at yep. the beginning of episode one, so. It'd be kind of nice towards the end of this to have Tila not alive, Duncan retired, and they, I mean, there's, there, whether or not Duncan's Tila's father, which I think they're probably going to get into on this, and I've always preferred him being the adopted father, um, you can't deny that Duncan and Tila not have always had, like, a, a connection, you know, that, that spark, so. Hmm. Will they, won't they? It'd be kind of nice at the end of this with Tila tapping into her power, learning her destiny, I'm sure, that Duncan and Tilana can, you know, hopefully retire, have a happy ending. You know, because Tilana's mm-hmm. life has all been about what she's given up 
for Grayskull. It'd be kind of nice for her to be able to have a life outside those walls, to have a happy ending. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so I'm hoping she's alive. I'm hoping they get their moment. And I'm hoping that it's not a a you know origin for Tila as a sorceress where it's like you know episodes one through four she's she's doing whatever she needs to do and then finally at the last second in episode five she's like I'm the sorceress and I save and I help save the day. I really want to see uh, He Man. I want to see Adam get back to you know He Man, not Savage. And I want to see him have some time with Tila as his sorceress and those two really getting their chance to to battle together and be, you know what I mean? Not the, we yep. assemble the team at the last second. I, I yeah. like those origin stories a lot. And and that's a trend nowadays, right? The first movie is always like, oh, we finally get the hero at the climactic battle. We finally get him as, like, full-powered or full whatever, you know? Yeah. So I'm hoping yeah. we have some time with them. Yeah. I guess we'll find out, so... Let's go find out. All right, guys, Let's, we're gonna yep. we're gonna pause it here. We're gonna watch episode one, and we're gonna come back and talk about it. And we're gonna continue on here. So if you you know if you haven't watched it yet, um, you can follow along with us. We're gonna we're gonna pause. We're gonna take a break. Go watch episode one. Come back, and we'll talk about episode one. All right, guys, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you? Oh! (laughs) So, uh, so that happened. Oh my! (laughs) All all of that happened. That was one episode. We only watched. It was one. I think I just watched one episode. I'm not sure though. That might have been like five. (laughs) I think that's a series. Uh, Holy shit! I apologize, guys. My language is probably going to be through the roof today. So, uh, if you normally watch this with your kids around, you judging from episode one, you're not going to want to. <laughs> your kids are going to learn some language today. <laughs> oh my god! Where do? Oh. Well, right off the bat, right? Sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I, that was a gut punch. I was. I was. I was. I. I actually was like they it, again. They went there. I was. I was yeah. completely. I. I was definitely off balance by that. But what got me more is Man at Arms. There. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like everything that uh, the the voice actor did with that was amazing i mean like i i loved how weak he sounded when he, he he's like you know why did you do that and i thought for a second i thought for a second he was going to say that the skeletor and then he's, it's no he's still talking to sorceress and either way it was effective because i loved that you're seeing a side of him that we we always see him as being man of action you know the guy that's always got the answers and this is one of those moments he can't fix it. Right. And that moment made it feel so human and so weak for him. 
And I'm interested to see how they play that out in the next four episodes to let him have a moment then. Yeah. Because, and I mean, yeah. And guys, we're not going to, doing it this way, we are not going to, we're not going to break it down for you. I mean, you guys really need to watch the episodes. Um, if you're going to listen to this, we're going to go over what, you know, our likes and dislikes. Um, and where we think the story's going, but we're not going to do a, a beginning to end breakdown. Um, there's no reason to go watch it. Twenty five minutes, but yeah. Mm-hmm. When so Skelegod kills the sorceress, Duncan's holding her, and it's like, and after that, like Beastman just leads him to the dungeon. There is yeah. no fight left in Man at Arms. He is he's done, you know, and he knows there's nothing he can do. You know, sorceress is dead. So she got our heroes away, teleported mm-hmm. from Grayskull before that. Um, and he just, he's, he's like, that's it. I've done all I can. I've lost her. Um, and, and, you know, that whole beginning there. I mean, it was funny because I just, and I really didn't think a lot in the before, sh- like before we did our intro about where mm-hmm. I was going. But just as we were talking, it just kind of led me to the whole man at arms, sorceress, Tila thing. And then I go click play, and like right off the bat, it's like, oh, there's yep. and Tila with Duncan and Tila na. And <laughs> They're just dropping that for him. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> and and basically, the, they did seemingly confirm that Duncan is her real father in this, which, I mean, it is what it is. That's pretty much what, what everyone, every iteration since the vintage kind of goes for. It's like, why not just make Duncan her father if he's going to be there? Um mm-hmm. Whatever, I can deal with it. I think, and that I think that's the biggest problem with the whole thing. It's, it's we've got. I, I mean, I, at, on one hand, I love seeing stories progress. That's what I want. But then it always takes me by the biggest shock when something like this happens, where the sorceress dies. It's like in my mind, I know she has to for the story to progress. But there's still that little kid in me that's like. But I want everybody to have a happy ending. I want everything to reset. There is a part of you that wants that reset at the end of an episode. You know what I mean? And so that's why it's such a gut punch when something yeah. happens where it's like, no, there's you can't reset this. No. They they are not going to get their happy ending. Well, we'll see. Because, uh, like, there's, there's a few things. I, uh, first off... Um, you want to jump right to the, the end? Ex- I think I know. I think I know where you're going well, with this. Well, yeah, there is some of that, and and I want to circle back around to the Duncan part then to uh, afterwards. But yeah, we we just saw basically, and and this is how it's always played. Anytime you have the hero and villain dynamic, and the hero in in this case, you know, Adam getting the power, and he's always right. human, and he's using it in defense of Eternia, defend uh, you know to fight uh, Skeletor. And Skeletor's tapping into stuff because he is more of a sorcerer. He's tapping into stuff that Adam probably has no concept of because Adam's using it proactively, you know? And, and I like, I like a lot of that because it's really putting some depth into this is what he has access to, but it's sort of like playing a video game. Once you get to a certain part in the video game, even though you're getting all of these extra skills, you're, you're still going for the basic stuff usually because that's what's getting you from point A to point B. That's how I usually play. 
Right. And and so I'm looking at this going, Adam's like me if I play anything on the Xbox. It's like, you have all these crazy powers. I just need to punch something. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said Skeletor's got that great line when he's confronting Adam in the throne room. He goes, you had access to all this power mm-hmm. and all you did was turn into He-Man and police me? Yeah, like you, yeah, I like that. I, it's And it's true. That's exactly what it is. I mean... So Skeletor, as he gets the power, he t- you know he starts all those uh, ram-headed zombie creatures. Those are all Eternian peasants that Skeletor turned into these creatures to d- zombies, basically to serve his mm-hmm. will. And he's doing that. He, you know, we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, he tells Adam. He says, he says, you could have done this. You could have killed me the minute we met. You could have ripped my soul from my body. Using this power you have access to. And all you yeah. did was play the policeman. You were like, oh, I've got to stop Skeletor. And it's like, and right there, it's like, there's the difference, Skeletor. There's mm-hmm. the difference. Um, on Skeletor here for a minute, they really leaned into the demon from another dimension backstory. And I fucking love it. <laughs> you know, when he's talking about. He has he has witnessed you know planets come and go eons of darkness you know whole mm-hmm. civilizations have gone as he's searched for this power it's like you know they have firmly said hey boys and girls this is not Keldor this is yeah. a, a demon that has traveled the universe in search of this ultimate power and now he's got it and there is mm-hmm. nothing holding him back now and he relishes in it oh my god his speeches mark hamill i take back 99 percent of the stuff i said about his earlier performances he was to me you might disagree but to me he was skeletor throughout this the you did good lenny was gone you know what i yeah. mean he I, did I, say lenny though he did, he did say, say it once, <laughs> but it did not give me that Harley Quinn Joker vibe when he when he used it this time. He his and I, I and I just watched the first five. Like I was still those same lines that bothered me in them still bothered me in that walkthrough. But whatever, this episode really kicked it up. I mean, I really I was with him as Skeletor the whole time. I wasn't taken out. The dialogue fantastic throughout the animation i even felt like really kicked it up you know i i Mm -hmm. i I don't know what it is but just the whole kind of package for me i really felt was like okay this is like you know maybe this is just a point where the animators are like okay we get this now you know what i mean like there's always that point in the series where it's like okay these guys these guys they just they just kind of get in the zone and this episode mm-hmm. for me was that, uh, especially with Skeletor, mm-hmm. his 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 quips, his banter, his gloating. I mean, right at the beginning there, he's 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 monologuing. I mean, yeah. he's he is. This is everything he's worked for. He's got it, and he's going to take his time. He's going to savor this. He's going to put Man at Arms in the dungeon so he has somebody to torture later. You know, he is going to. He is going to relish tearing these guys apart piece by piece. Yeah. I'm I'm not quite as won over as you are by him right now. Um, 
I like I like aspect like you said that whole the the depth of that speech he gave about you know the eons and everything else and, and like even um, when they did the investor video, I kept wondering where that line was going to come in. He's like, it tastes like copper. And she said, what tastes like copper, mama? And I was like, where is that line going to hit? Because it seems such an odd little line. And out of nowhere, there it is. And, you know, it's like he can taste stars and, you know, time. And and I'm like, well, shit. Do you think that copper, that copper was such an oddly specific line? There's one where I'm like, okay, like, am I missing a reference there? You know, I don't know. it, It felt like the it smells like pine. From episode one. From episode, yeah, when he burns but I'm, Mossman. But yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a blink as to what Copper could re- be referring to. You know, it, it's one of those lines yeah. that felt like it was supposed to be like a, a wink and a nod, but I, it, it didn't land for me if it was. Yeah, I I don't know. There, I almost feel like there's too much speechifying with him, though, right now. Like, there is an element of, yes, it is him relishing and gloating in what he has, but there gets to be a certain point where, like, it, the shots that they, they did when he's up in the upper area of Greyskull, right by where the uh, jawbridge is, mm-hmm. and the sorceress is still in her mm-hmm. her energy shield, yeah. and he's walking around her, and I feel like the animators made it a point to make her look so annoyed by him talking the entire yeah. time. There's <laughs> this oh, look yes. on her face where it's just like, shut up <laughs> and and i honestly was feeling a little bit of that there because there is like i again you know i i'm gonna be that guy and i'm just gonna say you know the cgi skeletor for me he is still working a little better than oh, how absolutely. this is and it, it's like this one for me it's still like i can feel mark hamill creeping in with the joker too much for my taste uh with this but i I am impressed by the quality of the dialogue he's been given because this is the Skeletor that I feel like you have Frank Langella at the top of how he would he would give that bravura or bravara or however you say it performance, and you have this one right underneath it with the quality of stuff he's given. I'm sure if Frank Langella could watch this, he'd be like, "Why didn't you give me those lines? Those are great." You know? <laughs> And I would have loved to hear him from him, actually, because his voice actually always made my blood run cold when I was a kid, because that Skeletor was like, this Skeletor ain't taking names, he's just going to kill you, and that's the end of it. And oh, yeah. um, the, the one thing I wanted to get back to, though, is... Real quick, sorry, you mentioned Frank Langella. Yeah. Actually, I wonder if he will watch it. I wonder because I mean the whole <laughs> the whole reason he did the movie was because his because kids, his kids. were big fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, think about it. If if his kids were fans, there's a chance they still are, or they'd at least mm-hmm. want to check it hey, out. Hey, hey you know? Dad, do you see what's on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the skeleton is like, you know. I, I just say there's a possibility that he he could see it. That, so, that would be something. fun. I love Frank Langella too. Um, yeah, he he's still one of my favorite Skeletors. Oh, I don't uh, it, it, like like anybody who hates that movie. It's like you can't hate that movie. Frank Langella was Skeletor. This is simple. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like I still I agree. CGI Skeletor is hitting on all points. That's still above this. 
Langella is still above this, you know, even, you know, Alan Oppenheimer, you know, for the vintageness, I'm just saying from part one to mm-hmm. part two, I really feel like there's a big upgrade in oh, the yeah. dialogue and the, the, the lines and the voice acting. Like I just, I, Absolutely. Felt, I felt it was, it was much, much better. You know, that's all. Yeah. So for, for a show where it was typically, you know, good versus evil and they mm-hmm. didn't go as deep into some of the stuff as what he's getting to say here. Yeah. And, and, and that's the other thing too, as a viewer, you're watching it and you're just going like, right. You're seeing the depths of what this power really is through him talking about it. Oh, and yeah. that does bring a chill down your spine going, I don't want him to have it. Like, this right. is not natural. This is exa- exactly what I said uh, when we went over episode five uh, on the podcast. It's like, it's it's unnatural to hear by the power of Grayskull coming out of Skeletor's right. mouth of all people. So it, exactly, it's it's you know, it's like this this damnation version of it, which yeah. I'm I'm enjoying it because uh, like Skeletor has been played for jokes for about a decade or more online. So is He Man, and yeah. this is actually giving you some real stakes to this relationship. It's not just the the silly, you know, I've had the time yeah. of my life and all that stuff. And Skeletor, you know, he does the same thing. So he calls out Adam. He's like, you're an idiot. You could have destroyed me. You could have wiped me from yeah. existence. He does the same thing with the sorceress. He goes, you sat here while all the magic was coming back and let and fed it to Eternia to heal the planet. And you could he's like, you could have been powered up. You could have seen me coming back. You could have stopped me. But instead you, and he, he Instead, you save the planet. And who can mm-hmm. deliver that line besides Skeletor and make it sound like like it's uh, it's 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 derogatory? Like exactly, you idiot! Yeah. You you save the planet instead of yourself. Yeah. What the, what the yeah. hell's wrong with you? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and and, the, and that's uh, sorry. I just I think that's part no, of go ahead, her, go ahead. her annoyance there. The sorceress. I mean, there was gr- the sorceress reactions were great because she just like. But same thing, like, she's still healing the planet instead yeah. of powering up. She sees everything that's happening, but she knows, you know, same thing He-Man Adam back in episode one. If I don't do this, everybody dies. Yeah, yeah. And Skeletor just looks on all of that as a weakness, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, damn, I forgot my point. Um, okay, so no, 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 no. It, it, it works. Um, so, uh, getting back to Duncan really quick because that was definitely something. Uh, did they did they actually say that the two of them were a thing? Because the way that I I'd have to rewatch it again. Granted, this is first reactions. She kept yeah. calling him my Duncan. Yes, but that that implies yes, there is an, a, a romantic feeling between her and him, possibly. But they didn't really. Did, did they really say they, that the opening is, scene? She said, "Yeah, her daughter." Okay, all right. I missed that. So yeah. okay, because I when I, when I was she's, like, maybe they could still twist that where he's looking out for her daughter, and that's maybe his buddy's kid or something like they did in see, the uh, filmation. I would have liked that a little more ambiguous, but no, they. Again, they didn't like come out and say it, but she handed the baby to him and said, "I can't remember the exact line, but she she did say our daughter. Oh, you are mm-hmm. so. All right. Um, 
God, and Young. And that shoots everything out the window. <laughs> young Duncan young, is a stud. Young, young Duncan probably could have had about a harem of sorceresses, oh. and she probably would have been like, I get why you want to be here. <laughs> so he, they changed. I, I, yeah, he's a, he's definitely a, a looker. Yeah. They changed that up a little bit, too, there. You know, obviously they made Teelan uh, quite a bit younger, you know, a contemporary with Duncan. And it seemed that she didn't take on the mantle of sorceress until after she'd had Tila. That's the way I, you know, with her going down into the pool of power, which we saw the origins of, of on filmation, it seemed like she was, unless she gave up the power for a time to try and live a normal life, that's about the only other scenario I could come up with. It's either that or after she had Tila, then she took up the mantle. See, and this this is why I am the way I am, and I'm going to say it again. I really wish this would have just told those stories leading into this story because maybe, maybe it, 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 like we're we're playing the guessing games right now, and it does put it on on on. It's like unstable foundations because right. there is the guessing game, and there's that. Well, Filmation told us this. This is. And it's like it would have been nice to have this established as its own. Here's the story that we're telling broad, you know, from, from point A to Z, right. instead of doing, here's, here's the end of the story that we're still figuring out how the beginnings of it work. But, um, and that's, and that's one yeah, problem a lot of the fans have with it and where sure. they're coming from because there is contradictory stuff, you know, exactly. there, to, to what we know, you know, mm-hmm. to what we has been established previously. So yes. that I know a lot of people have a hard time with that. You know, I'm just curious. I'm hoping we'll see. I'm hoping that this, I mean, obviously Teela's journey is coming. She's got to find this pool of power as well, which didn't seem like it was in Grayskull in this no. saga. I mean, it had the Zor motif with the the Havoc, the havoc. Rams yeah. on it. So it seemed the more kind of like a, uh, maybe they're going to neutral pull place. Out, maybe they're going to pull out the Cave of Power. I was thinking Cave of Power or maybe had something to do, like they, they even mentioned Point Dread. Since mm-hmm. Point Dread was always attached to Grayskull, yep. maybe that would be a point of it. And the idea, yep. like, if if Point Dread is something that every 20 years only appears, and it's this year that it appears, and it could go back and say, well, that was also the, the same time when the Sorceress did yeah. that, you know? But that almost makes it a little too handy, you know. I, I maybe maybe I kind of want them to do the Cave of Power just because of the yeah. the old school. But two two, uh, two quick takes, real quick here. Um, I really dug. I am Adam, Prince of Attorney, uh, defender of the secret of Castle Grayskull. Because yes. I, I like that he had the power through there, and when he got to the end of that, and he just had that defiant look. I got chills because it's like you, you can't use those lines and not give me a little chill down my spine to go like that's that's where it began right hey, there you know that's uh, cool Adam throughout this you know for all of it, and we felt him missing in part one that was the point yeah um, but he's back here he's having to make the hard decisions the hard stand dude is bleeding out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a lot of blood, and they really amped up. I mean, Beastman dragging up the stairs, you could see the trail when they, you know, they yeah. went that wide shot. You know, him standing there with it just dripping, puddle, pooling at his 
feet. And he's yep. distracting Skelligod long enough for Cringer to get into position to attack and free his companions. Um, mm-hmm. God, that was great. Adam at the palace, you know, every, just here is Adam. You know, I still wish he would get a little bit more uh, combative because that's one thing I, I do feel is missing in this Adam from especially Filmation Adam. And even Mike Young was getting him there. Like for all his act of being the lazy prince and he doesn't have the strength of He-Man, this guy has been trained his whole life for battle. He has fought as He-Man. And that's about the only thing I can say about Adam right now. He's Even after he's healed... He's really kind of hanging back. And mm-hmm. I really think at this point, with the secret out, you know, with everything on the line, you know, you'd think this Adam would be getting in there and fighting. Because he knows how to fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, he he can't not. The, mus- the, the muscle memory is the same, even if he doesn't have He-Man's muscles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's probably about my only complaint, but his personality was there throughout. He was standing up for him. He was putting his life on the line again. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I can't wait to see this whole five episodes with Adam in it, nice and healthy, and, and see where his story goes. Yeah, and, and also uh, Chris Wood, uh, I, he's nailing it. Chilling it. I, Absolutely. I, I actually think... His his vo- the vocal styling and stuff I honestly think is one of my absolute favorite He Man's at this point. Um, once we get into the He Man part of this, obviously, but there's something about it. He brings this like heroicness that makes you feel heroic listening to yeah. it. It's it's that whole you know like Captain America makes others feel they can do whatever they they could they could storm the gates of hell as long as he's yeah. telling them we're storming the gates of hell and he's got that manner. Chris Woods pulling that off exactly with with uh, He Man and this and, and with Adam in my opinion. Um, second take, real quick. Yeah. Pisto. And Clamp. Seriously, and Clamp. Two two uh, of my favorite heroes. Now it's like I was, oh. and I was all pumped. They, you know, the the Andra Cringer, Tila, and Adam get teleported to the palace. You know, they show up, mm-hmm. they're talking, I'm like, yes. oh yeah, were, here we go! They were, they were doing everything right, they were doing they, everything right. Yeah. They get, and then Skeletor starts that mist, which starts turning the citizens into the, the demons to fight for him. Yep. And and I'm like, alright, but then, but then they make it in, they make it into the throne room. Yeah. But those little touches that they had... Still yeah, that was them. just enough. Yeah, and I was like, but even then, even then, I'm like, all right, that's fine. They're they're changed. They're going to be fighting for Skeletor. All right, yeah. and actually, those designs were really cool. I actually, I, I actually customizers get on oh, this because they're freaking. Cool. I want that fist though. That that horned beast, and he like mm-hmm. he like had like a mane of the red hair. Like yep. I'm like. And the fist. (laughs) And the fist still. Oh, he looked, they both looked amazing. Um, But then unfortunately, this is, this is is mature and they, Mm -hmm. they had to, and and the fact that the heroes had to kill them, like there was no, they could not stop Tila, Andrew, Cringer, and Madam could not stop them. They were so powerful. And so they had to kill them. I do Mm -hmm. think though, because that's when Skeletor gets into the, you know, their souls, like I, I, I stole their souls as they were dying. Yeah. 
So I, I feel like that's maybe a little bit of an out. Like there I, might I be think there is. There. I think that, I think you're right, but I am sad going into the next four episodes that I was at least hoping that that was going to be something, oh, yeah. and instead I have a feeling we're counting them completely off the board. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe maybe with Orko, maybe, maybe. he's bringing them with him. Or something. Oh, Maybe he's Army it, of the Dead style. Army of the Dead style. Or Boss or like Man Clamp Mephisto. Yeah. yeah. It's on your left. Everybody yeah. starts Moss Man starts bringing the vines, he's knocking people around. Fisto's put the one thing though, I gotta still say is I one fist joke is one thing. But it felt like every line that Fisto said in <laughs> battle has to do with fist in it. And I was like I don't need that, but uh, vocal wise, that worked. Uh, Animation wise, loved it. Oh, I and, loved it. Uh, Fisto's voice. That was, yeah, I didn't. I didn't pay attention to credits to see who it I, was. But I want to say like, that has to be um, uh, Ralph Garman because oh, they alluded right. to that on that podcast. Yeah. So I'm hoping he, I'm right on that one. He but, would, yeah. Whoever it was was on point. I'm I loved it. It sounded exactly like I've always thought he should sound. It was Filmation completely missed that one for me as a kid, but that one worked. It was interesting that they used Clamp Champ's real, real name for, for like quite a bit of it. The Rainus. I, I, I wasn't it, sure what I was hearing at first because, you know, as most of you know, I did not pay attention to a lot of the classics bios, especially the later yeah. figures. So, but I did look it up. Thank you, uh, Danielle Glerta, for the wonderful He-Man Master Universe Character Guide and World Compendium. Because <laughs> I figured that's what it was, was his classic yeah. bio name. But I didn't, yeah. but I wanted to make sure. Um, and I've got both that and the supplement standing by in case we have any other there you go. Uh, big questions here. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that was kind of, at first I'm like, what am I hearing? And I even paused it and put on the subtitles to see what they were saying. You know, because it mm-hmm. just it didn't it didn't it didn't click with me. I I don't I honestly don't think I've ever heard that real name for him before. I don't think I ever read his classics bio. Him, I didn't mind. I was never huge on uh, it's uh sister's Malcolm, right? I want to uh, say it's Malcolm. I think so. I can find out. And I was never the biggest fan of that. I don't yeah. know why. I just don't picture him as a Malcolm. Um, uh, but I I didn't mind that because I I when I heard that that was his name, I'm like. Well, I don't think that when he was born, they just name him Clamp Champ. I mean, the guy had to get yeah, that somehow. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's the takeaway so far for me, at least on uh, on the first the, episode, the, of part the, two. One thing I don't think we touched on: uh, Evil mm-hmm. Lynn, Sorceress Evil Lynn. First off, that outfit, oh, smoking that—that that uh, was what I was going to bring up earlier. Okay, thanks for going back because I just remembered. Thank you. <laughs> there were a couple of points where I was about to too, and we got sidetracked because I think it really feels to me like they're going the the. I mean, she is the sorceress now. Skeletor made her his sorceress. She and he even tells her he's like, "Yeah, you're tied to the castle now, like just like Tila now was." Mm-hmm. And she kind of doesn't seem quite on board with it. Like I think he thought yeah. she was going to. I don't even think he realizes it. But nope. some of the looks, some of the pauses, they're definitely doing some stuff with evil in there. I'm not saying she's necessarily going to be a good guy by the end of this, but I, she is obviously not okay 
with the future Skeletor has planned for her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the, uh, an interesting juxtaposition there of, you know, Tilana, and I think this is why they showed it, that scene, I think that's why they started off with it, Tilana giving up her family, giving up her daughter, her love, her life, to be the sorceress. And then Evil mm-hmm. Lynn, who's just like, oh, I'm the sorceress now? Like, I, yeah. could you, did you ask first? Did I, you know, consent, yeah. Skeletor, consent. Exactly. You know? um, so I, I think that's going to be a pivotal uh, key to a heroic victory. Sure, and uh, uh, the thing for me was I'm I'm just sitting there going, he can do that. Like I get that he has the power, but I almost feel like that the whole thing with the sorceress is something that even He Man or Skeletor using the power can really they can't manipulate that. That's something that's like a whole other hierarchy that needs to be chosen versus well, I think- oh I have the power and all that, stuff. and that's why I think it's going to fail too. Yeah. Adam, Adam that was him deciding. Yeah. yeah, Adam could never do that. Adam could never use the power of the way. I, regardless of what Skeletor says, I don't think Adam physically could. It is Skeletor's dark magic. It is his sorcerer background, and he is perverting this. He is yeah. he is making it do things that it it shouldn't be able to do. You know. So mm-hmm. yeah, I completely agree, and I don't think she's. Evil Lynn, I you know, I don't think she's gonna be as powerful as, you know, our sorceress was. I just mm-hmm. you know, without the pool of power, the well, choosing, the Zor, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. there is there's a there's a part missing, absolutely. I completely agree. Well it's it, it's the whole thing of in in the CGI show, Tila yes. didn't want to always rely on He Man giving the power to her. Yep. And it's the sim. It's this is exactly the problem with why that doesn't work for me. It's if Skeletor doesn't have the power, she's not tethered to Grayskull. That she should just be. I'm not sorceress anymore. Versus Tila, Tila yep. nah, and everyone before them, they were ordained to do this. Right. Through the, through their actions and through their destiny and their lineage or whatever, versus well, she's sorceress. I blame her. You know, yeah. I call I call dibs. You know, or whatever. And so, on that yeah. level, yeah, I, I, I that that part when I saw, I'm like, I'm definitely bringing that in. I'm glad we went back to it. But I think that's it for me. I'm ready to hit the. Right. I'm ready to hit play. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and watch part two. <laughs> All right, guys. Part go two. Watch part two. Come back with us. We'll be right back after this. Reason and blood. Reason and blood. This one felt a lot shorter. <laughs> As, was it just me? The, uh, it, I, it felt about the same, but the action made it feel like it was shorter, in my opinion, because it, it had a lot of action going on in this one. For sure, for sure. So, um, again, guys, we're not going to jump into full, you know, we're not going to break down the whole episode, but right from the get-go there. So, and I don't even think we mentioned it because it was covered so well in the trailer. I don't think we brought it up during part one, 
But uh, obviously, part one ended with Adam calling down on the power of Grayskull without the sword and becoming the savage He Man. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, we didn't even mention that in our breakdown nope. of episode, or our review of episode one. Because it, nope. it, it was no surprise, right? Once it got to that point, we're like, okay, here we are. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, which, which I'm still mad at you, Netflix, because you robbed me of that moment. I'm just thinking about how I would have reacted not having seen that scene beforehand. You know what I mean? But anyways. That would have been all we would have talked about on the last part. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about the action. Because, that, I mean, that's right where it starts <laughs> off. Literally, it starts with he, Savage He-Man just boom, 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 Like that, pummeling mm-hmm. Skeletor to the ground. And, uh, you know, for me, action scenes are always the hardest because it's like, you know, but this... That Skelly God Savage He Man battle was amazing. You know, mm-hmm. for Skeletor go using all and again, Skeletor is still using Grayskull to enhance his power, right? Like he's mm-hmm. muscular now, but he's not doing any more physical fighting than he did. And actually I really liked how this fight mirrored the episode one fight with the portals and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But now, like, instead of, like, in episode one, he used the one portal and he was punching through it. Now he's got, like, 20 portals and he's shooting all these beams through it and everything. You know, it's like, so, same thing. It's the power of Grayskull is just enhancing who he is. Like, he is not He-Man now. He is not fighting like He-Man. He is still Skeletor. He's using all his tricks. He's using the magic. But everything he does is, like, amped to 11 now. And I, I really mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> This episode is proof of what my mom was worried about when she didn't want me <laughs> yeah. to buy my first team in. So I, I'm watching it. Number one, it made me so happy to see a battle axe in He-Man's hand for the first time yeah. in ages, number one. And number two, when he uses it, it's legit. They don't do like, oh, he's just punching with it. Yeah. No, you literally see limbs flying, and I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> did not expect that, but I'm actually really happy they went there. And that that actually, that little bit made when he goes and confronts Skeletor yeah. feel even deadlier, and oh, I yeah. actually was worried for Skeletor for a little bit. Skeletor like, was oh my worried. God. He's like, what am I, what am I fighting here? Like, yeah, yeah. The same thing. He-Man's still fighting like He-Man, but with him being savage, the mind's not there, right? So he's just exactly. like, it's He-Man if he didn't pull his punches. If he didn't stop once his enemy was on the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. He is yeah. out for blood. He is base emotion. And the only thing I could think of is how much, the, and I hate being negative, but how much they messed up on that Savage He-Man action figure that's coming out in the Masterverse line. I, After watching this episode, I have no interest in that. I want that Savage He-Man that's on the screen over there. That mm-hmm. Hulk-sized... Really, because... The thing is, what kills me, right? Because, quick detour here, I know it's action figures, guys, but, you know, they just took basically the Masterverse buck, the the He-Man buck, and, like, made him the savage with just the loincloth and the bare feet and the bare, you know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Why didn't they use the Skelly God buck for Savage He-Man? You know, it'd still be a little smaller because actually, or it'd be a little bit off as far as on screen, but it would have been closer because this He-Man is a bigger build. His muscles are ramped up. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. he's angry. So they if they had taken that Skelly God buck and done some, you know, basically redid the arms and the legs and feet, I think that would have made a really cool Savage He-Man. But that's Agreed. that's neither here nor there and, as far as the show. And also, well, uh, he also, the figure, his face doesn't even bring across what this is either because he right. looks too, like, the, the first release... Yep. This one, it, it, it sh- he should be snarling. He right. should be he's angry. He's yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually enjoyed that quite a lot because yeah. for you know, first off, it's a change of pace. We're seeing a whole different side of this. We're also seeing the savage part, which I always like. Yeah. I, I was shocked watching the fight and going like he, like it's there is no holds barred deal going on here. I loved how even when Skeletor is like shooting the energy at him or whatever, at one point he had it in his mouth and he just bites it down and blows it up. Yes. And he's like knocking it from side to side. Even if it hits him, he just boom, yeah. you know, waves it off and stuff. And it it was it was intense and I, I like that they didn't push it into another episode. I actually liked that this was the episode that they did that. We have three left to see how this is going to work out. And at this point, Savage He-Man is off the table, I feel, and we're good to go there, possibly. I don't know but, if I agree with that, but we'll, we'll get back to that towards the end. <laughs> the one the one thing that got me was uh, Teola in the moment when they're in the Mystic Mountains and she's trying to talk to him. The only thing I kept thinking was the sun's getting real low here, I, you know, yes, I, I could not get the redhead and the whole feeling. Yeah. The redhead, yes. the Hulk, all that. Yeah, and yeah. then um, I, I gotta. I, I also gotta say, you know, like out of most of the fallout of what has happened in the first part, yeah, this brought closure to something, and it got me. Uh, the the Randor moment with with Savage Man that was so well done, although. It was making me laugh a little bit leading it up to that because there's all of the soldiers holding yep. him. You're seeing them getting pulled because they can't hold him anymore. And Randor's still speechifying. And I'm just sitting there like, I bet they're thinking, I, please, God, do a kill order on this instead of making me do this right now, King. Come on, you know? Yeah, so <laughs> so to escape from Skeletor, they, you know, Tila uh, used the phrases that the sorcerer, the spell that sorcerers used in the first episode to mm-hmm. teleport them again. They teleport to the Mystic Mountains. Really cool redesign. I like how they did kind of the floating rocks and everything. Like, yeah. really, really went yeah. into the Mystic, which even Filmation didn't do. They always went foreign and alien looking, but the Mystic Mountains were still pretty much just mountains. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. Eternian mountains, but that was really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was thinking about it, too, because I'm like, well, He-Man, Savage He-Man, just, like, tore through all those uh, Skella zombies and Skella God and everything else. Guardsmen should not have been able to restrain him even for a moment. So I like that there was still that bit of Adam in there. 
You know, he was going... The rage was taken over. But I still feel like... I feel like Savage He-Man was pulling his punches there. Because like yeah. you said, he was he was taking limbs off the zombies. You know, mm-hmm. he should have been able to take... He should have been able to kill all those guardsmen, and he didn't. You know? So I, I think that was a bit of Adam holding himself back. You know? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, that scene, I'm not going to lie, I was tearing up as Randor, because, mm-hmm. and Randor understands what's going on, and I like, I feel that's the first time he's really seen Adam or He-Man, for that matter. You know, he's, it, it, basically what Queen Marlena has always seen, like, she looks at He-Man, and she's like, you know, eventually she's like, I know him, he's familiar. That's Adam. Like, she just puts it together herself. But Randor has yeah. always been so tied up in, in you know, who he thinks Adam should be, how he thinks Adam should act. You know, all like, there's no part of Randor's brain that could ever put the two together because of all his, his, uh, his problems with who he feels Adam is becoming, which I think we can all relate to, you know, yeah. at least in part with our fathers. You know, there's always yep. that moment. I'm not saying our dads don't love us or not proud of us, but there is always those moments in life where, you know, your dad just kind of doesn't understand you or what you're going through or who you're becoming, or it's not what he envisioned. And, you know, yep. that's, I mean, that's huge. And so Randor's always been so tied up in that, but now knowing he like, he looks at Savage He-Man and the eye, he says the eyes, like I can, I'm, I, I'm seeing clearly now you are mm-hmm. my son. And I and he admits he messed up. He's like, mm-hmm. I was a horrible father to you. I don't think he says horrible. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist. That he's like, I messed up for, with you as a father, and I was tearing up. Like yeah. I've always been seeing this moment where Adam and Randor finally get their reckoning, and I, it, I, and that was just always in my mind. Like, just the secret comes out. Let alone Adam being dead for unknown number of years at this point. Yeah. And Randor had given up hope that he would ever have this moment. Mm-hmm. And so at that at that time, he understands that Savage He-Man, for whatever reason, is, you know... Like, I don't think there was, there was a, a belief on Randor's part, even necessarily, that he could stop Savage He-Man. He's just like, this is my only opportunity. Mm-hmm. This is my only chance... And even if this savage He-Man kills me, I'm going to get my moment to say to my son what I really think of him. Mm-hmm. And it work, it works out for him, luckily. But... Yeah. I mean, the faith, I, yeah. Well, I think that's... It, he's like, this is it. This is my only chance. If, if, if I die, I die. But, you know, this is my chance. So... Mm-hmm. God, that was a great scene. That was well done. I... I yeah, I... I have my own issues with, you know, the father issues and all that stuff growing up. And it's like, in a way, it almost felt like I had a little bit of catharsis of my, son, my own watching that sequence. Yes. And I, I really, and also as a father now, you know, right. it's like, I, I yep. couldn't imagine like that. That's the part that gets me probably even more right now is just, you know, you lost somebody and you didn't think you'd ever hug them again. And right. here they are, you know, and it's like, Phew. Um, 
Absolutely. And then on top of all that, like I said, the sun's getting real low, which amused me. I couldn't, I could not, could not make that that mark. We we get a cameo finally. (laughs) We get the Orlax finally. Oh yes, the Orlax. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Uh, this prequel comic. It's about this thing. Yeah. It shows up in the second episode of part two. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't do much other than it just keeps pissing off Man at Arms because he's been going 30 hours without sleep. <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah. we'll talk about the Orlacks when we break down those last two issues of the comic. I'm just... I, yeah, no, I know. I'm just... On a, on I'm just in my mind, levels. I'm like, there's a whole bunch I want to say, but I'm gonna com- we're going to completely derail this as to what it was. I, How about the fact I, that Man at Arms has a tattoo? I I was actually surprised by that as well, and he actually voiced a question that I had myself watching the first episode of Part Two, which was, "How long has Skeletor had this and not given it up yet?" I actually, I I was taking I've been taking a couple notes just so I don't forget stuff, and at the beginning of Part Two during the fight, I wrote down. Because I knew this needed to be a talking point, uh, even before Man Arms said it. Skeletor doesn't put down the sword. Doesn't nope. even sheath it. Mm-mm. He never, in any of the scenes since he's got taken it from Adam at you know episode five of part one, has it left his hand. Yep. Exactly. Not even to, I mean, not even to put it on his back in a sheath. Nope. Nope. Like he, he knows. He knows. If I mm-hmm. ever set this down for a second, someone's taking it. Adam's giving it back. This is the way my life works. All right. Yeah. I've gone yeah. through 130 <laughs> episodes of filmation. Exactly. If I have something and I set it down, he man gets it. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's just how it is. He is so terrified. Yeah. Of losing this and power. And I, I love that. That's why I he's the hero. Because he only he gave the power away. He only called on it when someone else needed it. Needed it, yeah. Oh my god, it was great. That whole that was That was a great moment right there. It, it felt like... When I, I mean, I think you can go back to episode one of Legends of Grayskull, and I'm doing my rant about Adam He-Man who He-Man really is. I mean, that's I'm yeah. forever I've done it. And Skeletor and Man-at-Arms had that conversation on screen for me. Yep. So I, I I loved it. I loved every minute of it. But same thing, Skeletor's still like, oh, you're an idiot. Like, he gave mm-hmm. it away? What a moron, you know? Yep. And it sets that up, right? Because Skeletor's like, Skeletor's obsessed with figuring out how Adam got the power without the sword. Like, that shouldn't happen. You know, exactly, and I yeah. like that there's still some doubt about that. Like, I was ready to accept it if that's where the sword was going, but I like that I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. I because they're not letting that thread go that quickly. You know, mm-hmm. I think we're at least going to get a a good reason for it, which I love. I love by give me a reason for something unexpected to happen. I'm good. You just make something out of thin air and never back it up. That's where I can kind of find some faults with it a lot of times. But we're obviously not done with how Adam called down that power. 
And the other thing, uh, you said it in the first part, they went there again during the fight between Savage E-Man and Skeletor, yeah. where he even says this demon from another dimension yes. and, and all that as well. So it's it's right there. This right. is this is our Skeletor in here, which I'm fine with. That That's always been my preferred version, yeah. even more than 2000X, to be completely honest. And then we also see some cracks with Evelyn starting oh, yeah. to break we, even more. And Beastman we right actually at- feeding that fire. Exactly. And I like, because uh, even when, when Skeletor grabbed her by the neck, Beastman oh. actually parted ranks. And it, he had that, he like, he might whip. go up he against them for a second. Yep. Yeah. And, and I like that they didn't let that part just drop since... He's been back. I like that yeah. Beastman is still very loyal to her. And I like that when they have that moment at the end, and, and he's even, maybe it's time you should lead. And she's like, right. we're going to pretend you didn't say that out right. loud. And I'm like, oh, man, this is, I like it's, that there's that undercurrent within the, the ranks. God damn, it's, it's filmation all the way. It's, it's yeah. you know, we're serving Skeletor until we get our opportunity. Well, now Skeletor is all powerful. Well, what if he finds out? Well, what if he doesn't find out? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and Skeletor, it's the same old obsession. He is, Mm -hmm. he's spending all his time in that chamber trying to figure out how Adam did this. You know, it's like he is just so, so obsessed, so full. It's like, that's always Skeletor's downfall. And I love, Mm -hmm. again, he's got the power of Grayskull, but he's still Skeletor. He's still, Mm -hmm. you know, He's so focused here that he doesn't see what Evelyn's doing over here, potentially. And mm-hmm. let me ask you this, because I didn't even think about this until Skeletor said it. Did Evelyn help Adam out? It, it's a good question. I like, I, that, at, I like that her initial, no. But who's to say that's not and, a lie? And my knee-jerk was, was, no, she didn't. But then, like as the episode kept going, I'm like, why was I so quick to 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 throw that out? Like, I don't know. My mind just instantly went to I guess I, I guess my my vintage era. Like, you know, Evil Lynn will undermine Skeletor, but she's yeah. not going to help He Man. But then I'm like, but wait a minute, no, this is like all bets are off here. So the more yep. I thought about, it, the more I'm like, what if she did? What Maybe. what if Evil Lynn did send that power down? Because now we have that last moment. Yeah, yeah, and then that, and that, that last, last moment makes you wonder, right? Because well, you know, get, show me all the times that he the power did return. It's like, okay, so if it didn't work, that it's almost like when we talked about it in two thousand X. If we're not going to go through the drawbridge, we're going to go below Grayskull. If it doesn't do that, we're going to do this. And it's like this is, I think, her calculating it. It's yes. okay. I tried to get him as bloodthirsty as possible to take him out. That didn't work. I'm going to get the power to return. Then maybe that's going to do it this right. time around. Well, and that's it, right? That's so. That's the big thing right now. Evil Lynn Skeletor's mm-hmm. trying to figure out how he got the power without the sword. Evil Lynn's trying to figure out all the ways that the power can return. You know, and she even said she goes willingly or unwillingly. Mm-hmm. So, and now that she's got access to Grayskull, she can through the the mirrors and the you know. Um, living history, all that. She's got all that access. Like, she can see everything. She sees Randor and Adam, mm-hmm. and when he powers back down. So she'll be able to see, you know... I mean, I know it's not 
vintage era, whatever. But you know, you, my mind went to 2000X with the Ramstone. Like if there was yeah. something like that that happened in this history, again, we're still kind of playing that. You know, what history are we using? And I can't. Yeah. I can't think of any instances in filmation off the top of my head where he got knocked back. You know what I mean? It but never like, happened, and that's why in 2006 so. it made me happy. Right. Because <laughs> even in Secret of the Sword, which even that I'm not sure is... I don't think any of the, the She-Ra stuff is canon for this. It doesn't seem like it is. Or else it seems like someone at least would be making a mention like, hey, should we find Adora? Or should we... You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, they... Even when he got depleted by the Magna Beam, he was still a He-Man. He was just weak. So, yeah. but you know, but I mean, so maybe that, maybe, you know, maybe Evolin starts down that road. Like, how can I literally knock the power out of him? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm excited. We got a lot. I got lots of questions and they're all good ones, you know? So. And three episodes left to answer. Three episodes to go. You want to <laughs> jump into episode three or you got something else? What? Let's I, no, I'm I'm good to go. I actually got to check the time real quick. Hold on. Uh, one, yeah, I can do. I can do the next. One. Let's do it. Oh, let's so. do three. Here we go, guys. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs> hey guys, hope you enjoyed our discussion on episodes one and two of Masters of the Universe Revelation Part Two, streaming right now on Netflix. We're going to end the episode here for today. We'll be releasing episode seventy-eight soon. And that will have our discussion on episodes three and four. So please check that out. Like, share, subscribe, ring that bell so you're notified when episode 78 drops. And until next time. Oh, come on. Oh!